Hello everyone, this is Catherine here from the Vanna Therapy Centre. And today I'm going to have a slight, a small discussion about binge eating. And this is a problem that has escalated for many people due to the COVID-19 restrictions and the lockdown. And sometimes people are finding that they are um, binge eating more than what the more than what they ever did. So I'm just going to talk briefly about binge eating and what it, uh, my understanding of it. Binge eating is where people eat and they feel out of control. They eat very impulsively and compulsively. And by this, I mean, they eat large amount of food and they feel that they cannot control it and they cannot stop. Uh, very often they might feel quite uncomfortable while they do this. And it's not about they always love the food. Sometimes they would have said to me that they don't even taste it. They just cram a lot of food into their mouth. So that is how I would describe binge eating. And one of the characteristics of one of the very many characteristics of binge eating is speed. It's done very quickly. The person would often say they're not even tasting this food. They're shoving it down their mouth. They're cramming the food into their mouth. So they're eating at a very fast speed. Emotional eating, and very often emotional eating is another form of binge eating or another term used for binge eating where people begin to eat on their emotions. Negative emotions either. Sometimes we, we all know people or we all know of occasions when people are too much at a party. It's a myth to think that we just eat when we're disappointed or sad or bored. People very often overeat when they are also uh, feeling good, happy at parties, at occasions. So emotional eating is that. It's eating on the emotions, eating, um, eating on your emotions because for some reason, for a lot of people, focus on the negative ones for this um, occasion, they find it difficult to deal with their emotions. So they eat food to distract and they also eat food as a way of self-regulating in other words, that the food helps them with the stress, the food helps them with the anxiety, the food um, fills up the feeling of boredom, the food fills up, takes away from the feeling of sadness from that moment in time. Any of us that had ever been, we know that that's very short lived, but this is this is what sometimes what it's about. And to in order to help ourselves with that, uh, with that type of challenging food behavior, we need to understand our, our relationship with food differently. We need to see our relationship with food differently. Um, one of the aspects of binge eating is that there's a terrible amount of shame involved, terrible amount of guilt. The aftermath, I've never met any person that's been really proud of themselves or felt good about themselves for doing this. So the aftermath is always is generally shame and guilt in huge, huge volumes. So in order to come from this very challenging behavior, we need to look at ourselves uh, a little bit differently. We need to understand it differently. And understanding it differently is about beginning to see that we cannot beat our way out of these this type of uh, food challenging behavior. We can't beat ourselves up. We can't um, destroy ourselves, telling ourselves how much of a failure we are how awful, how 
terrible we are as people, that's not going to work. And we can't boot camp our way out of it either. Because if we could boot camp our way out of it and self-abuse our way out of it through our own inner dialogue, uh, obesity wouldn't be up on the uprise because that's what people uh, are inclined to do. They're inclined to self-attack and go into boot camp mode, but it, it doesn't work. It, otherwise, obesity wouldn't be as high as what it is today. So just to say that uh, for some people to give them a, a, a little few tips on what they may or may not find helpful is to say that everybody's food journey is different. So what would work for one person may not necessarily work for another. And this is why I'm saying what people may or may not find helpful. One of the things about understanding binge eating is that you need to understand a little bit about nutrition. It's not understanding a whole lot about nutrition, but to get the idea and understand that if I don't feed my body adequately, if I don't give it the macromitric nutrients that it requires or the amount of protein that I need to keep going or adequate fuel for the day behind everybody restricting too long, too hard, too fast, there's going to be a binge. So it's about understanding. Even if I have this behavior, I'm going to have to learn to nourish my body properly. I'm going to have to understand about nutrition. There's going to have to be some retraining of how I see food. Also, there needs to be an insight into food psychology, as in that very often people might might say to me, Catherine, I, I, I'm so professional. I, I, I've, I've achieved so much in my professional life. I have a family. I run a home. I, I, you know, I top at my game at my profession. I'm really good at computers. I'm really good at artwork. I'm really good at hairdressing or accountancy or whatever the hell it is. But I can't get my I can't grasp this food thing. I, I can't get a handle on it. What can I do? And it's about understanding again the psychology of it, who am I as an eater? How do I approach food? Very often, it's not the office manager that approaches the table, but the five and six-year-old child. Remember that we learn to eat from the minute we come into the world. From the minute we come into the world, orally, we're pleasuring ourselves with, with putting stuff into our mouth. That's how babies operate. So we may have developed food habits that go back a very, very long time. And that's another aspect of binge eating. We may have got ideas about food from when we were very, very young. So just to bear that in mind, who am I as a eater? And if people are going to continue to binge and to find it very difficult to binge and I can't give up this food or I can't give up that food, what I often suggest to people is, okay, have whatever you're having, but slow it down. Slow it down and see what happens. Just slow down. Another tip that I find very helpful for binge eating is that when I suggest to people that you would eat as if you were a person. Now, I don't mean that you have to eat constantly as if in view of people, but as if somebody was there watching you. Would you eat differently? Would you approach your food differently? Would you come to the table different if you were in view of people? So to bear that in mind. So these are the tips that I normally work with. And that if you're going to binge eat, a very helpful tip might be that oh, now make up a whole pot of broth, have it on standby. At least if I'm going to binge, it's on something nutritious. A lot of the time, this is habitual. So to sum it up tonight, what I'm saying basically is that when we're binge eating, very often we are using the food to medicate, self-medicate from difficult emotions, medicate from maybe different life experiences, whatever's going on for us. And 
you know, if you're going to go to food to help you with difficult life situations or difficult emotions, food does not have the power to do that. And you are putting yourself on the hamster's wheel. And by this, I would say any time that you are bored or disappointed or hurt in relationship and you turn to food, you are going to be going around in circles because food cannot heal you from a broken heart. Food cannot heal you from betrayal. Food cannot alleviate your boredom. Only you can do that. So they're the type of ideas that I work with. And I hope these tips were helpful. And above all else, if you can learn to be gentle and supportive with yourself through the lockdown. And thank you very much. And bye for now.